Break out the carrot sticks and natural yogurt. No artificial hormones added. It's time for the Doctor's Nutrition Show. Dr. Lewis and Janet have a long history of helping people achieve their maximum potential. While Janet is a certified natural health consultant with a unique perspective of alternative and complementary nutrition. Dr. Lewis stays current on the latest research pertaining to nutritional supplements and optimum health. Paramount to their educational journey was their trip to China while studying Chinese medical doctors. Dr. Lewis and Janet know the importance of proper nutrition in the healing process and maintenance of the human body. Get ready to gain a healthy perspective on life. This is the Doctor's Nutrition Show. Welcome to this week's edition of the Doctor's Nutrition Show. I'm Janet Lewis. And I'm Dr. Lewis. And we are Doctor's Nutrition of Texas, home of the low-cost lab work. You can find us at doctorsnutrition.org. It's drsnutrition.org, where we have all of our shows. One of these ones you're about to listen to is many, uh, as well as many other ones that we've done in the past on many different subjects. Today, we are talking, uh, because of the holidays coming up, about things that you should eat and things that you should probably stay away from. Uh, good foods, bad foods, what you eat, does it equal how you feel? Um, we're going to discuss that a little bit. We're going to discuss the um, the possible new mechanism for aspirin's role in cancer prevention. Is that a possible thing that you should be taking every day? You know, they say an aspirin a day keeps the doctor away. Well, we're going to ask the doctor today if that's true. And having an apple-shaped body, if you've got a, a woman and you're and your body kind of looks like an apple, uh, are you more susceptible to binge eating? So that mean green or red? I don't know. In the meantime, you can look in the mirror and see if you've got a, an apple-looking body. So um, we're going to get right into the meat of it today and start talking about some of these uh, foods and things that we want to discuss for the holidays coming up. You know, is turkey and dressing good for you? Is We know cranberry sauce is because it's a fruit, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, we hope to always give you something to laugh about and, and maybe something to, to think about because, you know, the problem I see is we have a lot of people who know what to do, but how many people actually do what they know? And, and that's the question. It's not what you know, it's what you do that can make you well. I'd like to have a personal shout out to John. I think he lives in Hickory, North Carolina. He keeps sending more and more and more people to us. We appreciate your referrals, and we've noticed the people that get the greatest results are the ones that step out and refer people in or, or turn people on to our podcast. You know, the more you do for others, the more you get your blessings, too. Um, some of the... If you've not noticed, you know, I'm old enough, I've noticed that there's been some major changes in society in America, and Janet and I have been over different countries. We've had some blessings there. And we noticed that uh, a lot of places the people aren't apple-shaped, which we'll get to that in a minute. But what you should basically do is eat 90% of good food and 10% of maybe processed food, but actually the percentages and ratios are the opposite of that we've talked about watching people in their shopping baskets before and um it's really sad as well as funny uh you see people that you know have fat blockers and you know their uh, baskets are full of carbohydrates and sugars 
you know, most of the processed foods are very high in sugar or high fructose corn syrup. And you know high fructose corn syrup is a really, really bad problem because now the corn industry is trying to label it corn sugar. And they will tell you your body doesn't know the difference, and then they're getting in a fight with the cane sugar and beet sugar industry because your body does know the difference. It's best to avoid sugars anyway. It should be a very, very low percentage of what you consume. Well, we've noticed that, you know, we, you know, we were talking about the holidays coming up. How many of you eat your meal and then about you know, an hour, hour and a half after you've eaten, you just want to go take a nap because now everybody, including all the relatives, are sitting on the couch and about to pass out. And we've actually been to some family functions where they do actually pass out. They have to all go take a nap because of what they just ate. She's talking about the Lewis family. Oh, I wouldn't mention any names. Oh, whoops, I didn't. <laughs> But why is there a reason for that, or is that just part of the holiday festivities that everyone needs a nap after they eat? Well, you know, the body only has so much energy, and so since uh, it's <clears throat> excuse me, it's, it's been called upon to digest so much bad stuff that the body has to use the energy to digest that, so it kind of puts you to sleep, so it can use that energy. The other reason is you get a spike in blood sugar, and an hour, an hour and a half later, when it goes down low, uh, then your body crashes, and that's, you know, a, a function of liver. You know, we'll get into glucagon and glycogen one of these days, I'm sure. Um, but one of the things that if you would start eating more fat, and, and some of the new research says 70 or 80% fat, I have trouble doing that. But it's got to be good fats. Uh, once your body starts burning fats, your brain feels better. You have less tendency toward depression. And that goes into, oh, you didn't feed the sugar in your GI tract, which feeds the yeast and the bad bacteria, pathogenic bacteria, which actually takes your neurotransmitters, which means you're more stressed. And so that's why around the holidays, the increased sugar and alcohol plus stress increases the hospital visits, increases the psychotic people. And that's why there's so much alcoholism, and, and that drives you to bizarre behavior in some families. Of course, we were raised Baptists, so we're very, very small drinkers. But um, and, and I was talking to a lady that works at the two hospitals here in Longview. I talked to her this morning. She said, oh, yep, the psychos are out. I said, well, it's... Almost that time, and the pumpkin pie's already been out. And, of course, that's full of whipped cream, which wouldn't be bad if it's whipped cream, but it's mostly sugar and the trans fats. So <clears throat> the more processed food you eat, the more it actually triggers your brain into becoming addicted to it. And there was a study that said Oreos are as addictive or more addictive than cocaine. I find it really funny. I don't like Oreos, but... Mm. It just seems like that, you know, it's becoming to the point that I guess we've uh, done natural medicine so long and trying to learn to eat better that when you go to the family functions, it's getting very hard to find something on the table that actually is okay to eat. And, uh, you know, it's not just straight green beans or something like that. They've all been mixed with some sort of crumbs and stuff in them that's... Uh, probably not homemade <laughs> yeah three three fourths of janet's plate is full of the good salad which my brother always brings and he always puts the good things in the salad the 
That's the bad part about getting healthy is that it's very hard to find good. <laughs> the stuff you thought was good isn't good anymore when you go to eat it, or it's good at the time when you eat it, but later on you feel so bad after you've eaten it, it takes you two or three days to get past it. Right. So that's what we're trying to help you figure out. You know, and, and if you are going to do that, which we all are, because that's part of the family way. It's um, a family tradition. We always carry along something with us called Alzheim. Um, Alzheim is a natural digestive aid that helps you break down the foods that you've had. And if you're going to have something really bad, I'd suggest you take three of them, which is what I'm going to do because people with gallbladder problems, um, it stops gallbladder attacks, actually. Um, so it, it helps you break the meats and all that kind of stuff down and helps prevent bloating, belching, which is never good at a family function. <laughs> and don't pull your uncle's finger either. <laughs> right. Uh it just helps you digest what you're having and assimilate it easier. It has ox bile in it and um, amylase lipase, th- things in it that help you break foods down. Golly, you know your stuff real well. Protease for the protein. Right. <coughs> but um, that's something inexpensive and available on our online store in our in our office. One of our biggest sellers, actually. So um, let's talk a little bit about, you know, you know, we got into the apple-shaped body. You may be more susceptible to binge eating. So while we're talking about eating and that kind of thing, and now that you've had a chance to look in the mirror to see if you have an apple-shaped body. Uh, <laughs> we that, know you did. That That's, you know, from the bottom down, it's the people that kind of have the big brown bellies that kind of make them look like an apple. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what that would mean for them? Yeah, this is a study that comes out of Drexel University. It says that uh, women with greater fat stores in their midsections are less satisfied with their bodies, but that may contribute to loss of control eating or or actually binge eating. But, you know, whenever a study comes out, I always look at it in a lot of different manners. Um, I always say, well, is that true? Well, you know, if you're kind of apple-shaped, then you're probably estrogen-dominant. And if you're estrogen-dominant, that's because your fat cells are storing toxins. And is that because your good bacteria in your GI tract is not good or not in large amounts? And those actually, if they're not good ones, the increased in yeast and uh, bad uh, bugs... I can't call them probiotics, but just bad bacteria, they steal your neurotransmitters. So I, I always think it's a multifaceted problem, which means it is many times a, more of a multifaceted answer. Although sometimes you can have one answer and then all of a sudden huh, it goes away because you broke the cycle. Uh, is that from eating grains and that kind of thing, like uh, they say a lot of wheat and that sort of thing causes you to actually have problems with um, being more apple-shaped, and it affects your mind and your mood and your behavior. Is that part of what we're talking about here as far as... um, That's a good question. We had one person said, well, all you talk about is don't eat grain, don't eat grain, don't eat grain. And, of course, it was a complaint from somebody that uh, has the problem, and he didn't really want to hear about it, uh, which is true of most of us when it's getting too personal. It's different. One thing is when you preach about it. One other thing when the preacher gets personal. 
you know, the examination of central body fat deposition as a risk factor for loss of control eating, that was published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, so we know it's a pretty credible source. But one of the things is, is I think grain and, and all grains, even if that grain does not contain gluten, and a lot of people mix up, well, I went gluten-free. Well, that's a good thing to do, which we can get into later if you want. But it's also the simple carbohydrates that's in all grain, even if it's gluten-free. So, yeah, I think <clears throat> I think uh, wheat is by far the worst, and there's a lot of research to support that. And then I hear this every day. What about whole wheat? Whole wheat, actually, believe it or not, is worse because it has an um, increased amount of something called wheat germ agglutin. W-G-A, it contains. What about sprouted? Just as bad, folks. Stay away from wheat. Wheat is not what it was when Moses carried it across the desert. He was carrying it across the desert is the difference. So he was exercising, which is a big difference. I mean, if if you're going to walk that far, you might get by with eating a little bit of wheat. But if you're not going to be doing anything for activity and then want to eat all this grain, it really isn't going to work out for you, and you're going to get the apple-shaped body again. Yeah. So Janet's actually right in that. Uh, You know, there's a lot of studies that talk about 20 or 30% of our population has a genetic susceptibility to celiac disease and and that's a problem in and of itself. And Janet, actually, her genetic testing says she has no gluten intolerance whatsoever, but she doesn't feel good when she does much grain at all. Where I did have a genetic intolerance to it or sensitivity to it. But these things, gluten can be the root cause of a lot of different chronic diseases. It's neurological as janet talked about which can create psychiatric conditions i've talked years ago about in one study where wheat actually can cause schizophrenia right and it (coughs) and it messes with uh it's a real downer it actually messes with your mood you you can't lose weight and you can't sleep well and we actually had a young girl her mother called today and was talking to us about um her daughter her daughter's like 22 years old and um the doctor just put her on some panic or anxiety drugs because she's getting these really bad panic attacks. And um, her mother called and said, you know, they just signed her up for Paxil and uh, some other one is, you know, something you're never going to get back off of once they put you on. It's cost her $80 a month to be on it. And um, she said, I don't want her doing this. And, you know, the girl is overweight. She's never eaten healthy and she eats grains. And, you know, that is very much contributed to mood control, depression, and aggression. And so if you don't change what you're putting in your mouth as far as what you're eating, it's going to manifest itself as all kind of different issues, including mental issues. And and that goes back to the binge eating. Uh, You know, you lose control. It goes back to the panic disorders. You always have to look at two things. GI tract and inflammation. Right. Because so weed has got to do with allergies, diabetes, de- deteriorating mental health, and things like Alzheimer's that people don't think about either. That's higher blood sugar, and the higher your blood sugar is, the more chance you have of neurodegenerative diseases, including Alzheimer's. Remember, President Reagan had a problem with jelly beans? 
he liked eating them or he liked not eating them? <laughs> he, he ate them. <laughs> he ate the jelly beans. Okay. You know, uh, you should spend 90% of your food budget on whole foods and only 10% on processed foods. And, you know, what does that mean? It means shop around the outside edges of the grocery store. Buy the things that are are growing and green and organic, things that are uh, that have life in them, and stay away from the things that are in the boxes that have no life or, you know, little life and uh, or maybe never were alive. And um, start eating things that are more like that. Did you know that, you know, frozen green beans have been processed? Um, but they're not as bad as the processing of wheat. Right. You have to be judicious. Some things are processed like butter. Nah, that's okay. But processed, if it's ground up, uh, you know, that's that's what we're kind of getting at there. So, And processed foods are very addictive. They're designed to make you overeat. They encourage excessive food cravings, and they lead to weight gain. Uh, she She was about to talk about my potato chips and... And they're actually designed to uh, hook you. Yeah, you know, potato chips are one of the most addictive junk foods on the market. They contain all three bliss-inducing ingredients. Sugar from the potato, salt, and fat. And that's why people go, you know, there's one brand out there that that's all they have in it. And so you think, oh, that's all natural because it's just the potato and salt. And it's like. Okay, and it's fried, so... So don't get hooked on the all-natural label. Right. One of of the... I read an article here a few weeks ago, and it talked about all the good things that we should eat, and that goes into that 90% category that Janet talked about. Asparagus. How many of us eat asparagus? I do want to get a chance. Avocado, that's one of the good fats. You know, when some people are saying eat 70 or 80% good fat, and it's like, well, that's pretty good. But avocados, bananas were on the list, but I don't really like bananas. It's too high in carbohydrates. And if you're going to lose weight, you've really got to cut your fructose down, even if it's from a natural source of fruits. But the main things on this list was like greens, Roots like radishes and beets, broccoli, broccoli and broccoli, celery, cilantro, chicory, fennel, green beans, jicama. I mean, how many people eat jicama? Uh, What is jicama? (laughs) I don't even know what it is. It's a root vegetable that, you know, the Hispanics are much more prone to use, and I like it. Mm. And kale, and there's something called... Cold rabi. I don't know what that is, except it's sort of kind of like a really good lettuce. And it, it talked about greens and onions and garlic and parsley, uh, tomatoes, zucchini. And it talked about peanut butter and peanuts. I'd like to kind of put a warning there. If it's not organic, don't do it. Because peanut farmers have a, twice the instance of cancer versus other people. And they think it's because of two reasons, because they're very, very, very highly toxic with the pesticides and herbicides and the aflatoxins or the fungal agents that go along with peanuts. So if you do peanuts and peanut butter, make sure they're organic. So if you're going to have a Thanksgiving dinner, what are some of the things that we can eat off of the table that would be okay. I know turkey is really good because it's full of tryptophan. Which Especially because we get them organic or free range at least. Well, you should be getting them that way anyway. I know you can't tell Aunt Aunt Mabel to 
make sure she gets an organic turkey. But if you're cooking it at your house, you can, and it'll taste so much better if it is. Right. And it won't be huge. You know, the ones that are really huge are generally not organic turkeys. Yeah, they weigh 20, 30, 40 pounds. Somebody's puffed them up. Growth hormones, folks. And antibiotics actually increases weight loss and, uh, I'm sorry, weight gain. Antibiotics do. And you get antibiotics in your food. So I talked to a lady the other day, and she said, well, I'm on your stuff, and, you know, I'm not losing weight. And I said, well, give me a food sheet. And this this was a lady. I love talking to her. She eats healthier than almost anybody I know, but she still had too many carbohydrates. And I said, well, cut the carbohydrates and increase the fat. And I did the same thing while I after I told her that. <coughs> Excuse me. And I lost six to nine pounds. Boom. Two weeks. Yeah, no. Men, it always falls off off of really easily. But it's actually working on me also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is working on me also. I've been eating high fat, coconut oil, really good olives. Yeah, olive oil. Yeah, it, all, all those things are good fats. Avocados. Avocados, yep. pistachio nuts. You know, good raw organic nuts are good for you. Peanuts aren't really nuts, so roast them. Butter that's... Uh, Todd, it's, it's called Kerrygold butter, and it's like one of the best butters ever that you can get. It's still really yellow, and so you know it's good. <coughs> yep, tis the season, folks. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're going to fix coughing soon. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's better than what it used to be. Yeah. If you saw what we used to be, you'd know we're doing good. <laughs> but, you know, some of these things I was talking about, the good things, you know, Janet was saying, what do we eat? I always eat more and more of the greens and different root. I, I eat radishes, and I hate radishes. I eat them because they're good for me. But <clears throat> they go into being higher in vitamin A, B complex, C. Uh, most of these vegetables are higher in potassium. But now, folks, be aware. This is very important. You understand this. Even if it's organic, I've read research studies where it says Depending on where it was grown, even grown organic, it can have zero parts per million up to 60 parts per million of different things. So it can it can vary 60, sometimes more than that, in uh, the amount of vitamins and minerals that it has in it. And lack of minerals, you cannot make enzymes without minerals. And Janet talked about enzymes. That's why we always eat Alzheimer with our meal. And this is this is another thing. Dan called me one time, says, Dr. Lewis, been doing your stuff for a year and a half. Why is it I feel like terrible when I get off your stuff? Well, you're trying to live at 100%, not like 30% like some people do. But he grows everything organically. Great guy. Love talking to him, too. I said, well, as long as you want to run it 100%, you can't put three gallons of gas in your truck to go to market. He said, wow, you hit hard, don't you? And I had him read the book that he hadn't read in a year and a half. I guess I'm going to have to write my own book, I guess. But uh, Hmm. I said, don't call me back till you read the book. I told you to read it a year and a half ago. He called me back and said, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Oh, my God, I didn't know how bad it was. And I'm taking my organic stuff and I'm wrapping them in plastics and they're getting polluted. And I said, yep, now you understand. He said, I'll never get off your stuff again. Okay. Folks, if you want to live a happy life, you've got to up your nutrient levels. So start with the fresh fruits and vegetables, more vegetables. 
Start with the gut flora, the probiotic foods. Hey, did you know a, a baby's developing brain depends on the good bacteria that's in their GI tract? And if you're feeding them formula, they don't have good bacteria. And if they're cesarean birth, they don't have good bacteria. So, And, and a baby does not come out needing acid reducers, folks. Just so you know, I cannot tell you how many people I've seen on our Facebook feed that are telling these other mothers of newborn babies that, oh, just put them on an acid reducer. That's what's wrong. That's why they cry all night. If God wanted them to have an acid reducer, he would have put a bottle of it whenever they came out of the mother's womb with it that said, must take every day for the rest of your life. There's another issue going on with digestion or the wrong kind of formulas because so many of these formulas have so many chemicals in it, if the mother's not breastfeeding, that they have reactions to those things. So, um, you know, there are other answers. So start with good probiotics on a baby. It's one of the first things we give them is a really good probiotic because that helps develop their gut bacteria. And brain function, brain development, folks. Right, because right. all you're going to do is have a whole lot of problems down the road as they keep maturing because they didn't start with good bacteria in their gut when they got started. I like to ask questions sometimes, so... One of the things Janet and I purposely have not talked about is eating seaweed. You know, Janet's got some organic seaweed, and she said, oh, my God, this tastes like. Mm. You like just, you like, it's like eating algae right off the ocean floor. Or if you have a fish tank, just stick your hand in there and grab some, because that's about what it tastes like. But you can get seaweed products, and you can hide it in your food where you don't taste it. Why do you think, folks... Don't get offended. Good Lord, let's see what else we can be offended about in America. I can't believe how stupid we've gotten. But So don't get offended about this. <clears throat> Why do you think Orientals kick our butt? They're eating seaweed? In intelligence. Yeah, seaweeds full of all kinds of minerals, plus uh, not I- iodine. Not after they got uh, their Fukushima over there all gone. <laughs> yeah, they're getting it off the other side of the ocean. They're smarter than that. <laughs> Can we talk a little bit about the aspirin's role in cancer prevention while we're on things about, you know, you just got to take every day like an acid reducer. How about an aspirin a day for cancer prevention? That's the new uh, research that's coming out. You asking my opinion, Janet? Yeah. I'm wanting to know. They think it now fixes uh, risk of correct all cancer and possibly other cancers. Why? Why is it such a... Uh, wonder drug. You know, it, it helps with heart attacks. It helps with everything. I think it was discovered in 1895. They still don't know how it works, except it's an antioxidant. You know, we've we've heard these studies for years that it's good for colon or colorectal cancer, but it's just because it's an antioxidant. So does it have some possible benefits? Yes, probably does. Does it have some possible side effects? Yep. Hmm. You can bleed to death. Uh, platelets have problems, and you know it just goes on and on and on. And that's the part they never tell you about, though. They always tell you about all these miraculous things that it does, and then you have people come in here that tell us, "Oh, there, I had bleeding they could not control, or it cr- it created this or that." You know. Bad things. Why is it? Janet asked for my opinion, so you're going to get it. Um, she may be sorry. Why is it our society thinks that health comes from a drug? If we're in the Bible, oh my God, let's get offended now. Dr. Lewis is going to pull something out of the Bible. It says in Revelation, by your sorceries shall all nations be deceived. 
I love our medical doctors. I've been to mine recently. I think he's a great man, and he's helped me out. Pharmaceuticals are a really, really good thing. And our medical profession are great, hardworking people. But it's not the answer is not always a drug. Okay, so if aspirin a day works to decrease uh, inflammation enough to decrease the amount of cancer, why would you not just take antioxidants, which comes out of, holy God, the vegetables and fruits that I just talked about. Toxic burden is what the organic farmer in North Carolina was, he called me after he read the book. Oh, my God, I didn't know how toxic we were. You know, it's been studied over and over and over again that people that are stressed have twice the rate of cancer. So when it comes to that, you could do things like have a sense of humor, laugh. Jan and I laugh all day long. On our stress days, we laugh a lot. On our non-stress, not-so-stressful days, we laugh twice as much. But then when we laugh twice as much, most of our stress goes away anyway. Then you got prayer. Talk to God, and for the most part, you ought to shut up and listen to him. Doesn't the, <laughs> doesn't the Bible say that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and our bodies do not belong to us? Hey, you know, I take more stuff out of love and respect of Janet. I took gobs and gobs and gobs more stuff because I didn't want to die early like my daddy did because I wanted to stay alive for my kids. And now we have grandkids. That's good. I don't know how we have grandkids. We're still so young and vital. I know. We're only 29. I don't know how that happened either. That makes me 39. (laughs) And then meditation. And meditation is just getting quiet. And that's when you listen to God. That's when I sit on the deer stand. If I can sit on the deer stand and stay off Facebook, it will have been a good meditative state. Music does that. Friends do that because what do they give you? The positive vibrations of loving you without conditions. And I I have been blessed by having so many friends. It's incredible. Um, I got a lot more than I deserve, but I do nurture those. And you need to get to nature. You need to garden. You know, if all you do is grow just a few plants, number one, you know where the vegetables came from number two you've fed them you've nurtured them and the positive feedback comes back to you in the higher nutrient density and yes there's even research that says if you talk sweet to plants they thrive versus ones that you don't talk sweet to isn't that weird but having a sense of purpose why are you here are you really fully living life We've had a lot of people that quit our stuff and came back. And they say, I can't believe how good I feel. But I didn't realize it till I got off and went to this other Brent. So, folks, it's it's all worth it. You know, contact us if you want to live a healthier, happier life. And, you know, I'm going to let Janet wrap it up. But, folks, you can feel better. Most of all, we just want you to have a healthy, happy holiday season. And realize that we're watching you, so make good choices. (laughs) We love all of you. Thank you for listening to our show. And we'll see you right here back next time on Doctors Nutrition. And don't forget to go to our website, doctorsnutrition.org. It's drsnutrition.org. We do have online shopping there and many good things for you to look at. Again, share us with your friends. And thank you for all the people that have already done that. Blessings to you all.